Eve's Guide for Regular Guys. Tips and advice on developing confidence, embracing your style, and attracting the love and sex you want. Hi guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're all doing really well. Um, okay, I'm just going to jump right into it this week because that's just the way I roll. I got so many excellent questions and responses from you guys about episode two, the one talking about your morning routine, that I thought I'd like to expand on that a little this week and give you some further tips on grooming. But this time, unlike last time, this time, the emphasis is on making yourself that much more attractive to women. Now, hopefully, of course, paying even more attention to yourself like this will also make you feel fantastic. But I'll admit, what I'm about to talk about is generally geared towards making you an outward hottie, you know, just a little bit of man candy for women. The reason, <laughs> the reason I believe this aspect of your whole image is so important really just comes down to my personal experience and having known and talked with lots of female friends in my life. We all tend to agree about the general things that we like in a man and what we don't like. And so I think it's safe to say that for a lot of women, the things I'm going to talk about are way more important to us than whether a guy has a six pack or whether he dresses like a star, you know. Now, of course, every woman will have her own preferences about certain things, of course. But these things that I'm going to talk about are what I consider basics that I think all men need to think about if they want to start catching women's eyes. Again, you don't have to be movie star good looking or really ripped or sex on legs. Just think about all the various women that you find attractive for all sorts of reasons. They're not all models or movie stars. And women don't require that of the men that they find attractive either. We do look for certain things, just like you do. And so this is just to help guide you in that direction. Okay, so I bet there are things women love about men that you have no idea about. <laughs> I bet if someone asked you what you think women really like in men, your mind would immediately go to their dicks, their ass, their muscles, right? And, you know, while this can be true, sure, there are a lot of other things that women like about you, <laughs> about every guy. And you can really use these things to your advantage. You just have to know about them, right? So let me start here. One thing women tend to really like about men is their hair. Now let me stress, you don't have to have hair to be attractive to women. Not at all. Some of the sexiest men I've ever seen have been either losing their hair or completely bald. A lot of the movie stars are completely bald or, or balding. It doesn't matter. It is in no way a negative to not have hair. Okay, please, 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 please let me stress that. In no way is it a negative. But men who do have hair, honestly, I don't know what it is, but you guys, you're so lucky. So many of you have hair that women would kill to have. The texture of it, the silkiness of it, it just drives us crazy. Your hair and your eyelashes and your eyebrows. I bet you've never even thought about your eyelashes or your eyebrows, have you? It's okay, most guys don't, but women do. We think about our eyelashes and our eyebrows all the time. <laughs> and so 
we are naturally more likely to take a gander at yours. And while there isn't too much for guys to do about their eyelashes, because I know you don't want to wear mascara, you actually can make sure your eyebrows aren't out of control. I just read that um, Leonardo DiCaprio flew in an eyebrow artist. Didn't know there was such a job, did you? Eyebrow artist from Australia to LA to do his eyebrows for the Oscars. Okay, that's a bit excessive, I grant you. But, you know, if you're the kind of guy who has bushy eyebrows or tends towards a unibrow, you know, like Bert from Sesame Street, you don't actually have to go to a salon or anything. You just have to trim it back a bit, you know? Make sure you don't look like a mad scientist. There's a link to a good video about this in the description. It's worth checking out. It's easy to do yourself. It's painless. You can do it once a week. And most importantly, it helps frame your eyes, which is where you want women to look. Now, obviously, the same attention should be paid to any stray nose hairs or those little ear hairs that sprout up, you know, <laughs> especially if you're an older guy. I'll get to your beard in a minute if you have one. But let me just stick with your crowning glory for a minute here, your lion's mane, your head of hair. Everyone, absolutely everyone, can benefit from a dandruff shampoo. Just because, as I said about skin in the second episode, it's always coming up to the surface and flaking off for everybody. So these shampoos are, are good at getting rid of that layer of dead skin. There's all kinds of shampoos. You likely have heard of them. They have different ingredients. But apart from Nizerol, um, they all work the same way. You can try Nizerol if you want, but that's more of a fungus type thing. Otherwise, the standard ones uh, for just general dandruff are like Head and Shoulders, Selsun Blue, Neutrogena, Tea Gel. They're all good if you don't have a skin condition that needs something stronger. They're pretty good too, as, as shampoos go, in terms of leaving your hair soft. So, in many cases, you can just use a dandruff shampoo once a week, in addition to whatever other shampoo you like just to keep the flakes at bay. Now, maybe as a guy, maybe you're not into conditioners. Maybe you think it's a girl thing. Maybe you think any kind of moisturizing, which is really what a conditioner is, it's just a moisturizer for your hair. Maybe you think it isn't for men. Well, I'm here to tell you, no. Sorry, you're just wrong. You're just wrong, sorry. It's important to condition your hair for a few reasons. Not the least of which is that shampooing actually strips your hair of its natural oils. And so you have to replace them, in a sense, with a conditioner. And just so you know, there's no such thing as a two-in-one conditioner. It may say so on the bottle, but it's a lie. <laughs> They're lying to you. These two things are opposite in nature. They do completely opposite things. So if someone has manufactured a shampoo with a bit of silicone in it or something, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be... It's not going to be very good at doing either, okay? It's not going to be a good shampoo or a good conditioner because it can't be both. So get a separate shampoo and conditioner. Okay, so what kind should you get? I know, I know. You go to the drugstore and especially in the hair care aisle, which is mostly aimed at women, I'll give you that, there are about a billion conditioners, all promising the moon and stars with floral this and botanical that and keratin what's it and hydrolyzed silk and all that stuff i know it's daunting i've probably spent thousands of dollars on conditioners in my life at this point so i feel you buddy i do anyway i'm here to help you with this the good news is 
the type of conditioner usually doesn't matter that much. For guys with what I'd consider average hair, meaning it's just straight, relatively shiny, no real problems, you can pretty much grab anything, you lucky devil. Get something you like the smell of, leave it in for a few minutes while you shower, and rinse it out, that's it. But if you're someone like me, who has curly hair, wavy hair, dry hair, or thin, kind of fine hair, conditioner is more important for you, as is the technique that you use. If you have curly hair, wavy or dry hair, here's what you need to do. First of all, I want you to commit this saying to memory. Squish to condish. That's great, isn't it? Squish to condish. <laughs> what it means is, when you're conditioning your hair, I want you to put enough conditioner in it that when you squeeze your hair with your hands, you feel the conditioner squishing out. There's that much conditioner in your hair. I want you to saturate your hair with conditioner. Just load it up, you know? Don't listen to the bottle. Dump a whole bunch of it on your hair. Your hair is dying of thirst. Think of it that way. Okay, you need to drench it. I would even recommend specialty products for curly hair, like the Shea Moisture line or Aphigy. I've put links down in the description. They are amazing for curly or dry hair. And they aren't girl products. You don't have to worry about your roommate seeing some you know, Victoria's Secret pink thing on your bathroom shelf. <laughs> They're very neutral. Um, use a lot of it. And if you have medium or longer hair, make sure you work that conditioner in from root to tip. Leave it in, leave it in long, longer than the bottle says. Remember, thirsty hair. Now, when you've rinsed it all out, here's a little tip that we curly girls know. Finish it off with a cool water rinse. So you get all the conditioner out, okay? Your hair is completely squeaky clean, not a drop of anything left in it. This is when you're going to make the water cool, not freezing, and do just a final once-over rinse with it. This is amazing. This closes down the cuticle of the hair shaft, making it look shinier when it dries. It's a tip. Seriously, you got to do this. It's awesome. Then, when you get out of the shower... You can wrap yourself in your nice fluffy towels, your Egyptian cotton towels. But here's another tip from the curly world. Don't use a towel on your head. On your hair, I should say. Use a cotton t-shirt. 100% cotton. Just any old t-shirt's fine. Just let the t-shirt soak up the water and just sort of dab it dry. You know, just gently pat and squeeze the water out. Don't rub your hair vigorously and don't blow dry. If you absolutely have to use a hair dryer, which I don't recommend. Try to wait until your hair is at least a little dry before you use it, because hair dryers will destroy your hair. So you have to use them very sparingly. Air drying is the absolute best for most hair types. I'd also recommend if you have really curly hair, or if you have any kind of real dryness or frizz, that you get a leave-in conditioner for it. Just something light that you can comb through, you know, keep it conditioned. Oh, and use a wide tooth comb. Too. It helps prevent breakage and split ends, which is what leads to that frizzy look that people with curly hair hate. I can almost guarantee you, if you do this, you are going to have women commenting or even touching your hair. It'll be that good. I promise you. It's going to amaze you. And you want women touching your hair, right? I've had women walk up to me and just start touching my hair. I haven't had a guy do it, which is kind of understandable, but I have seen women do it to men. They just walk up to them and start touching their hair. Wouldn't you like this? This would be a good thing in your life. So 
give this a try. <laughs> if you have short hair, get a good trim about every four weeks, maybe every six weeks if it's a little longer. Just keep it looking neat and like you've paid attention to it. If you like your hair wavy and crazy and all that, that's great. Just get it trimmed to the length that you want so it looks kept up. If you want to dye your hair, please get it done professionally. I say this to women too. Hair dye is not really a do-it-yourself thing. It takes skill and artistry to make new hair color look as natural as real hair color does. I've seen older men who dye their hair kind of shoe polish black. Maybe you've seen this. It looks, it looks terrible. I mean, there's nothing wrong with gray or silver hair. A lot of women find uh, silver foxes very sexy. But if you do want to add a bit of color back in, or if you're a younger guy and you want to try different colors or shades, just go for it. Just, just do it professionally. It will look so much better. Okay, moving on. I've been asked this question several times about how women actually feel about facial hair. And the answer is, it depends. If you're thinking about kissing or having your face between a girl's legs, sometimes a lot of facial hair or a thick mustache or beard can be scratchy or uncomfortable. Some women really like the tickle of facial hair down there, not to mention the kind of maleness of it. Your faces feel rougher than ours. It's a, it's a subtle little sexual signal that we're with a man, you know, that let, <laughs> gets our lady bits going. But <laughs> anyway, it's always a good idea to ask a woman you're dating what she prefers. But in terms of just looks, you know, if you're just interested in, in looking good with facial hair, the answer is that a lot of facial hairstyles can really add something to a guy's face. But the trick is in making sure that you use your facial hairstyle to augment your looks and not hide them. You want something that suits you, suits your personality, suits your style, suits your face shape, things like that. I'll give you a, a link to a good site for figuring this, this kind of stuff out. Some men think that they need to wear beards in order to look older because they think they have a bit of a baby face. But be careful with this. This might not be the case. You know, sometimes beards don't accomplish what you think they do. And as with anything else to do with hair, keep it neat, trimmed, clean, and moisturized. You know, don't just go all Grizzly Adams and <laughs> like ZZ Top, you know, <laughs> let it all grow out without ever doing anything to it. It's a part of your face, you know, the first thing people see. And how you wear it will say a lot about how you feel about yourself. I know a lot of bigger guys tend to grow out their beards because they want to hide a double chin. To which I say, don't do it for this reason. Don't try to hide yourself behind a beard. If you want to grow a beard because you like it, great. If you like the look of it, feels good for you, great. But don't do it to hide. You don't need to hide. There's nothing wrong with you, your face, your chin, your chins, whatever. Sometimes it's very obvious a guy is using a beard to hide what he considers a flaw. And in those cases, the effect is, is completely ruined. So by all means, grow a beard if you're comfortable with it and you like it, but love yourself enough to, to show your face to the world, even if, it's, if that face is a little rounder than others. Now the carefully crafted stubble look is a lot harder to pull off because you're not dealing with a static thing. Your hair is growing daily. 
And so if you want to maintain that three-day stubble look, it's going to take work. Now, it can look awesome on some guys, so if you like it, it's worth the effort. But keep in mind, women can tell the difference between someone who is cultivating a stubble look and someone who's just too lazy to shave. <laughs> okay, a few more points about hair. Wow, I had no idea there was so much to talk about <laughs> hair, but anyway, it's okay. Some people will tell you that men should shave their chests and their backs in order to avoid the whole gorilla suit thing. Now, I tend to disagree with this. It's a personal choice, of course, so do what you're comfortable with. But I want to dispel the notion that women don't like hair on your upper body. We do. In general, we're perfectly fine with chest hair and back hair. It's not a big deal for us. And in fact, many of us like it. The only thing I would say is that if you tend to wear V-neck shirts or open neck shirts a lot, you might, you might want to trim back anything that kind of goes wild up your throat and looks like it's, you know, trying to strangle you. <laughs> but you don't have to get your whole chest waxed. It's painful, it's expensive, and it's just not an aesthetic that women insist on. It can look nice in photos or videos sometimes if a man has a really sculpted body. You know, it can be very aesthetically nice in, in a kind of almost artistic way. But in my opinion, a smooth-chested man is just a bit too womanly for my taste, especially if he's done it on purpose. If you're naturally hairless, that's, that's one thing. That's just you. But if you've gone to the trouble to remove the hair from your chest, hmm, I don't know. I, I like feeling and seeing chest hair. It feels like it just telegraphs man to me, you know, and that's important to me. If you have a partner, you can always ask her what she likes and decide if you want to please her or even if she wants you to. But otherwise, don't worry about it. One area of hair removal that is important, however, this is the part you really have to listen to, is manscaping. This is truly important, guys. Let me tell you this honestly, okay? Come in closer. I'm going to tell you some secrets here. If you want a woman's mouth on your cock at some point, you have to make it an attractive prospect. She probably doesn't want to bury her face in a thatch of fur. Okay? It's just... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, do you? I don't know. Maybe th this could be personal taste thing, but I'm just telling you in general, this is just a, a courtesy thing. Hair traps smells and sweat as well, so just keep that in mind. You don't have to shave yourself bald down there. Just keep it trimmed back and clean. Now, here's a little aesthetic tip for you, if, if you care about this kind of thing. You've probably seen those little red bumps that people get from shaving their pubic hair region. That usually happens when they shave the area when it's wet. You can avoid this by shaving dry with a good electric razor and by using a powder afterwards. I don't recommend you use baby powder or anything containing talcum or talc because there's just too much conflicting and and uh, kind of alarming information out there about the potential health hazards of this, of talc, of talcum powder. So I think it's best to just avoid it. Look for a talc-free powder. There's quite a few of them out there now. Okay, enough about hair. Enough about hair, I think. Anyway, is there hair anywhere else it needs tending to? <laughs> maybe trim the, trim the hair off your toes and your knuckles, maybe? I don't know. Oh, wait, that reminds me. Hands. Mm. Women will look at your hands a lot 
It's another male thing that we like. I don't think men appreciate this at all. I mean, we like your knees. I bet you didn't know that. Yeah, we do. We like your knees. But we like your hands. We like looking at them. Now, you don't have to do too much here at all. But it is worth keeping your nails clipped neatly and clean underneath. I know it's hard if you're a mechanic or something, but just in general. More and more guys these days, like straight guys, I'm serious, are going for no polish manicures. Um, because a nail person can really make your nails and fingers look really good. And women will notice. Why do we notice? Well, we tend to like to imagine where those fingers might end up. <clears throat> so you might as well make sure they look good. And that they don't look like they have too many sharp edges. Think about it. Just think about it. Sharp, jagged edges on nails. Soft, delicate lady bits. Yeah, not good. Anyway. <laughs> if you wear rings or other jewelry, it's a good idea to have them cleaned every so often. Whatever metal they're made of. Rings collect a lot of dead skin and they get really dull after a very short time. So clean them every few months with a jewelry cleaner. You can get a little bottle of the stuff at Walmart. Just look for it in the jewelry section. And try not to wear rings that are too tight. Your fingers will look best if the rings on them are just a tiny bit loose. Not loose enough to fall off, just loose enough to not look like it's strangling your finger, right? You can get gold and silver rings resized pretty cheaply, and sometimes even costume jewelry too. All right, so teeth. Let's talk about teeth. You don't have to go in for the super bright whitening that makes your teeth glow like they've been irradiated with polonium, okay? You, you don't. Teeth aren't naturally arctic white. And when people try to whiten them too much, it just looks fake. Whitening is really only for people who have significant yellowing or staining, like they've been smokers for a long time, or they have some kind of medical condition that keeps their teeth yellow, things like that. Otherwise, you just need to keep your teeth clean and your breath fresh. If you have something spicy or stinky for lunch, you know, don't be afraid to brush your teeth at work before you go back to it. Your coworkers and your customers will thank you. <laughs> Carry some uh, basic breath mints with you all the time. And, you know, after you've had a coffee or something strong to eat, even if you just feel a bit dry or you feel a kind of a taste in your mouth, a bit of a bad taste, just pop a mint to be safe. And here's an excellent rule of thumb to follow. Never, ever, ever, ever turn down a mint or a gum if it's offered to you. I don't care if you hate that gum. I don't care if you don't feel like it. Always take it. Always. The person offering could be trying to delicately let you know that your breath is bad. And they're trying to help, but they'd never come out and say it. So just be on the safe side and always graciously accept any kind of breath freshener someone offers you, even if you think they're just casually offering it to you because they're having one. Chances are that is what they're doing. But, you know, you never know. On the off chance it's because you have bad breath, just don't take that chance. Okay, and finally, the issue of glasses. This is probably the only area of grooming kind of in this general grooming area that might cost a little bit of extra money. So it's totally up to you whether you pursue this or not. But I want to mention it because it can make a big difference. Just like with facial hair styles and with just 
head hairstyles, it's a good idea to put some thought into the style of frames you should wear for your for your face. I know, like most people, you're kind of lost when you go into the opticians. There's walls and walls of glasses everywhere and, you know, you don't even know where to begin. I think it's a good idea to ask the staff to help you choose frames that suit you. They've put glasses on thousands of faces. They've become pretty good at knowing what's going to work for all the different face types. You don't need to go for designer frames, that's really just paying for a name. As long as you're getting a decent quality frame with a proper prescription for your eyes, that's all that really counts. But if you want to wear something that really suits you, and which therefore makes you instantly more attractive, don't just pick out something because you like the color or the style. Maybe you love John Lennon-style round glasses, you know, but if they don't suit your face, you shouldn't get them. You won't be looking at yourself all day. Others will. Women will. You want them to look at you and think that you look put together and that your, your style suits you. You want their general impression of the whole splendor that is you, your entire visual presentation, to be impressive. Now this is the same for clothes, um, which I'll discuss in another episode, but for now, just remember when you're shopping for outward things, as I call them, you know, the external outward facing things, things that other people will see, but which you yourself don't see that often, you know, unless you look in a mirror, personal preference and taste really has to take a back seat. I mean, you can choose the color and style of, of car you like, or the art for your walls, or or whatever, because these are things you have to look at and enjoy. But if you're talking about facial hair, glasses, clothes, you know, generally speaking, you want to make sure that your first priority is whether it suits you or not. Maybe you aren't crazy about the color light blue, let's say. You wouldn't want a light blue car, you know. But if light blue just looks spectacular on you, if it brings out your eyes and goes with your skin tone and makes you look awesome whenever you wear it, then who cares if it isn't your favorite color? right? This is how I want you to think about outward things, including things like your glasses. If a certain style or color really brings out your eyes or suits your face, you know, sometimes some frames can thin out a wide face or they can fill out a thin face, for example, you have to at least consider it, even if it's not your personal favorite. And just like with clothes shopping, consider taking a woman that you're close to with you when you pick out your glasses. Ask her for your honest opinion. Let her guide you as to what really suits you and what she thinks women like to see. Do this for, for sunglasses too. Make the shape and style suit you. Don't just grab anything at the dollar store. You know, don't get those wraparound bug glasses Bono wears or <laughs> those Tom Cruise Top Gun aviators because you think they're cool. You know, they have to suit you. You know, they have to look good on you and your face and suit your style. I've linked to a couple of great sites where you can upload a photo of yourself and do a virtual trying on of different kinds of glasses. It's a lot of fun and you'd be really amazed at how different a pair of glasses can actually make you look. You'll see it for yourself. It'll be really obvious. So it might help you better choose next time. So that's it for this episode. Thanks again for joining me. I'm really proud of you for investing this time in yourself and, and giving these ideas some thought. Join me again next time. And remember, you're an attractive, interesting person worthy of love. And you're well on the way to finding it. Bye for now.